Joining us now in the KYMN studios is Northfield Mayor Rhonda Powdell. Mayor, thank you so much for coming in today. Absolutely. Great to be here, Jeff. And I am really excited that you brought somebody with you this time. I am too. <laughs> I mean, not because that we, otherwise it, it might be a little quiet. It's the person in particular. It's uh, Bruce Jacobson is with us now. And yes. Bruce is a uh, consultant that is yeah. working with the city. Maybe you can yeah. describe that a little bit yeah. better. Yeah, and I know Bruce, Bruce is going to do a little bit of an intro of himself too, but but uh, our relationship with uh, Bruce Jacobson, Bob Close, really dated back to the Riverfront Enhancement um, Project or consulting work that they were helping with, helping us with as a city. And uh, we've just extended that relationship. And I think it was a really wise, uh, wise, fortuitous. <laughs> um, it's just a great opportunity. Usually consultants come in and then they go out. And you lose that kind of continuity and you're left with a plan that you have to now implement. And we've been able to keep a really quality relationship here to see if there's a way that they can help us implement a plan that they helped us to develop. And so it's just a really great opportunity. Bob and Bruce are amazing uh, public servants. Yes, they are consultants. And uh, people are getting to know them. And I, I hear they're known as like the B2 um, or something like that. But they're just really great. And I'm, uh, there's a lot of amazing things happening here in our community. And I'm thankful that yeah, he's w- willing to be here to talk about it. I want to get into it because we have a lot to talk about. And uh, Bob, or Bob Bruce, thank you so much for coming in today. Sometimes we're interchangeable. All over over a 30-plus year relationship with Bob Close, and he's sorry that he can't be here today, but uh, sometimes I get called Bob frequently and he gets called Bruce, so it's all right. I didn't do that, did I? Did <laughs> no, I did not. Do that? that was me that just did that. No, but uh, I, know, I don't know if Bob's listening in today, but anyway, he wishes he could be here, but uh, we'll have other opportunities. Give us a little yeah. of, uh, bit of your background and uh, kind of the thumbnail sketch and also uh, your relationship, your you know business relationship with Bob. So very quickly, I'm, I'm a landscape architect by practice. And I like to say that I know a little bit about plants and, and some about uh, landscape design. But my career path has really been, and in particular, I would say over the last 30 years plus, Bob and I together have listened to hundreds and hundreds of people talk about what they think makes great communities, what makes great neighborhoods, great cities, and so forth. So our practice in the Twin Cities was really working a lot with communities like Northfield, uh, cities of every size and description, different neighborhoods, and so forth, to do these kinds of, uh, really these community conversations is how we like to characterize it. Um, Mm. uh, There was a recent op-ed piece that I want to uh, make a comment about is that engagement is a word that we toss around a lot, and I would rather turn it into the words about community conversation. We really are here to listen first, to be as comprehensive as we can be about how we reach out and meet with as many people as possible. We're really just getting started, and I'll come back to that. Um, but I just want to say very candidly is that it is one of our charges um, uh, with the city as consultant to the city is to help guide, help facilitate this community conversation. Uh, and it's a very broad-based initiative. So for Bob and I, we were business partners in the Twin Cities for almost 20 years. Um, we have remained friends. We closed that business in uh, in 2011 or whatever. Um, 
and then uh, kind of coming around full circle, we worked on various projects together. Uh, we still like each other, and uh, um, that's good. And uh, we we years. met Mitzi Baker doing mm-hmm. some work in Rochester. Um, they were doing some transit planning and some mixed use kind of development studies and so forth related to some transit. And when she came to Northfield, mm-hmm. she invited, as as, as Mayor uh, Panel said is that she invited us to get involved in the Riverfront Enhancement Action Plan, and that was in 2000. And and they were already getting started, but they had a sitting committee, Tracy Heisler, Norm Alberto, yes. um, who we've met with since and so forth, and that was a really great group to work with. COVID kind of intervened with uh, the engagement piece for that project, but we were very pleased when the plan got adopted in 2020. 2020. In 2020, all yeah. right. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about uh, that plan uh, a little bit. Uh, um, I guess starting off with uh, how, you know, you got to look at the the whole picture of Northfield. You know, where we've been. It's uh, 150, 175 years old here now. Uh, it's been a while since we've done some enhancements uh, into the downtown, into the uh, riverfront area. Yeah. Uh, I guess w- when you first came here, what was your first impression? It was like, boy, this is. Uh, I'm thinking North. We always think Northfield's kind of a special place, but I'm sure every town does. But uh, this is a, this seems to be an interesting place and an interesting time in history. First impression and forever is that this is an exceptional little town, and it is incumbent on us to to listen first. We have no intention of tipping the boat over to ch- make wholesale change to really it, the word enhancement comes up a lot, and it's a good one um, that I feel like strategic investment is the charge of city leadership, electeds and commissions and so forth to make good decisions about making some enhancements or improvements or some mm-hmm. changes where necessary you can't just do nothing mm-hmm. i believe and so there is a, our voices out there that are concerned about how much we are proposing to do and what's it going to cost and all these other things but i want to say that the goal really was to take the riverfront enhancement action plan which really focused on public places parks and trails along the riverfront yep. the other exceptional part of this is a, kind of an aside <coughs> excuse me, is that one of the amazing things about Northfield is they own so much land. So they own the public edge, almost the entire riverfront, both sides, all the way from city boundary to city boundary is city-owned property. And so the four big parks along that corridor are Ames Park, Riverside Lions, Babcock, and Seckler. And if you look at those... Ames Park is a good example. Babcock Park is a good example. Babcock Park, for most of the year, is an open field with a dog run. And Ames, we teasingly say it's an homage to a to a fire hydrant. Um, there's a high fire hydrant right in the middle of the park, and it's used for DJJD. We've met with them a lot. They take good advantage of it. But these are really underutilized parks. So... We're not saying they have to be big, wow, you know, huge investment and so forth, but they do need some attention. And so I feel like I'm rambling here a little bit. Excuse me. But, <laughs> That's okay. But the point of the Enhancement Action Plan was the word action. And the mayor touched on it. It's to take that document and begin to implement the recommendations that came out of that whole effort. Now, having said that, is that the focus there is on public places parks, trails, the river corridor, 
Um, the river needs some attention, too, from an ecological point of view, and we'll get into discussion about the dam and some other things. But, but joined with that, and what makes this so exceptional right now is the city strategically purchased some property along with some things that we know are going to happen no matter what we do is they're, they're going to redevelop the Archer House site, period. Rebound has another wonderful property on the other side of the river called the Byzantine site. We've met with folks over there. We plan to meet again with each of these quadrants. Um, but these are developments along your riverfront that are going to help you leverage whatever you spend on the public side to get all of this private investment. But the, the, the important piece is that the city controls the outcome. So you can, you can insist on excellence. So the riverfront park improvements and so forth are really going to be embedded in this conversation with private development. That's true of Fifth and Water, the liquor store site, Ameriprise, the newspaper building, and so forth. These are incredible opportunities um, right now to be able to leverage a modest amount, in my view. It's still important for a town of this size. It's still real money. But what the city invests in this will pay back tenfold um, or more. Uh, over time. So I want to talk about, uh, let's kind of differentiate between what we're planning to do and what we're going to leave alone. Uh, you know, Northfield has this historic, the historic buildings downtown. There's so many things. Uh, where are, what are you looking at right now? And what are you not looking at right now? <laughs> not going to change this, that, or the other thing. What, uh, you know, maybe the, Bridge Square is a good example of a place where we started. It's one of mm-hmm. the priorities that came out of the action plan. Um, we're calling it Bridge Square Renovation, and people can kind of pick apart the language if they want. But it's not a wholesale redesign. We're not starting over from scratch. There were some studies done in 2014. We kind of picked up the threads of that and the public comment that came out of that. Um, and moving forward, we've been working very closely with HPC and with SHPO. And, the, and with um, multiple, multiple meetings with various public groups and uh, individuals and citizens and Northfield citizens and so forth. And so there are some things that we will not touch, like the fountain will stay where it is, the, the memorial will stay where it is, um, that we've had a lot of discussion about Water Street coming through the middle of the park and it took us a while to really understand multiple meetings with HPC, but the history that they wanted to interpret it is that, bear with me here, is that the east side of Water Street coming through the park has historically been called Bridge Square. Not the whole thing, but in their mm-hmm. view and Shippo's view is that east of Water Street is called Bridge Square. Mm-hmm. West of Water Street, between Water Street and the river, is the park. And so they still want us to include Water Street, even though it won't be open for through traffic and everything, but they still want us to be able to interpret that as an important ingredient in the park. So to your point, we are within the historic district, and that mm-hmm. has a very specific boundaries, and it has lots of guidelines, and we're following those. But at the same time, we have a responsibility to take a 21st century look at what mm-hmm. we're doing, um, that it's not just a cosmetic kind of facelift, but it is really about understanding how that space is used by everyone, how it's so much um, uh, valued as a as a key downtown public space and uh, the marketplace folks and uh, vintage band people and the defeated Jesse James, all of those folks we've met with. Um, they've been very gracious in their comments and so forth, and we've done 
very detailed work to make sure that everything they need still fits within that footprint, including the gargantuan beer tent, um, <laughs> you know, that we're still accommodating that in our, in our design work mm-hmm. going forward. And so we've had really great meetings with uh, a working group from DJJD. They are aware that we're looking at Ames Park. We are very much in a conversation about whether or not um, for very much longer we can accommodate the carnival at Ames. And we're looking for alternative places. They're at the table with us talking about it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't want to speak for them, but I feel like they've been very complimentary in having a voice at the table this early on and not just having the city say, you guys got to move and here's where you're going to go. It's not that. And that's true of all of our conversation is very much um, trying to be as co-designed or collaborative as we can possibly be with the information we have. I want to talk a little bit about, uh, you, you mentioned the uh, private development and uh, you know private development businesses and, and really anyone who's just not the government, it doesn't have to be private, but any other source. Uh, how is that, uh, I guess, how would you judge that what have you seen so far or do we is it an exciting time do we have some people that are willing to play along with this and that can, they could actually spend their money because they're going to have to put huge investments of private money in this for the whole thing to make it work on a couple different fronts we're getting to no rebound um mm-hmm. known chris canelli from the past um um and before he came here and so forth and and getting to know brett um they're the real deal um, we've met with them multiple times. They're very much in sync with what we're trying to accomplish here. It's not just about building buildings, folks. It's about building a great city. It's about strengthening your downtown, yeah. ground floor retail as part of the mix of your main street ambiance and activity and character. Um, they're trying very hard to not just emulate Archer House and what it once was, but do more of a contemporary take on that, um, but making sure that the massing and the character and the and its street presence and so forth is very much in keeping um, with the, the whole street scene and so forth. At Fifth and Water, um, Lander Group, um, incredibly uh, talented uh, team, and, and Michael has done projects all over the country and actually all over the world. Um, he competed for that project and was su- selected. Um, we've worked with him on uh, numerous things, Bob Close more than I have, but... Um, but he is also so much more engaged in this uh, than just being a building. It's really about public places. It's how the building sits on the land, especially this relationship to the riverfront is absolutely critical. He has a um, an allied part of his business that is called Build Public. And I just want to uh, kudos to him in that a lot of the times the public piece of projects is the last thing that happens. It's the remnant after the building is placed and everything. You end up having these little remnant pieces. For him, it's the other way around. Is that the public framework, the public uh, setting is every bit as important, if not more important than the building. And so the idea of these places between building face and the riverfront as being renovated or recast as not so much about cars and i know what you're going to ask me next <laughs> um but that that that's places for people that's not yeah. and we're sorting that out as as really public policy that will drive it mm-hmm. um specific objectives that are going to be met with development along the riverfront um but i ha- would say that you have i've said that 
out in the lobby before we got started. It, it feels like a once-in-a-lifetime kind of alignment mm-hmm. between leadership, commissions, responsibilities, advisory boards, city staff, um, uh, private development, um, and many of the voices in the community, not all. We, we've heard lots of different opinions uh, every point of the compass, as you would expect. But I think generally we're building momentum around an idea, particularly for the Central Riverfront, that is very exciting. Boy, we have so many questions in so little time. We're going to have to have you back often. <laughs> I'd be happy to. Well, you know, I think a lot of people are concerned. I won't even go into the parking thing right now, but uh, the dam. Uh, what's going on with the dam? Are we going to we're going to blow it up? We're going to get rid of it? Does it need to be uh, in or out? I'm going to do both of those issues really quickly, but I'll start with the dam because <laughs> okay, right. they are two of the most polarizing yeah. things in any community. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me do a quick one on parking first and just get that out of the way is that um, particularly like the parking lot over by the liquor store, we committed first and forever that we would not touch a single parking space and without the city committing to a downtown district parking strategy and implementing that strategy. And they're right in the middle of it right now. They are paying for a very detailed parking study, a really great team doing a lot of detailed work about what the issues are, what the challenges are, and where we're going. We should get uh, that draft plan should be delivered in February. From there, we'll be able to start making recommendations and so on about who parks where and how we start to take back some of the riverfront Mm -hmm. uh, from parked cars. So I'll leave that alone right now is that it's a huge commitment from the city I know that you've done some studies in the past and everything, but this is really central to us moving forward with the Riverfront vision. The dam, we're not doing anything with it, folks. I'm going to tell you that right now. We're not touching it. This is going to be a much longer conversation, a much longer horizon for discussion around what the options are. So what the team that they've hired, um, Bar Engineering and some others, they are a great team. They've done dam studies and dam reconstruction um, in various places. But I will say that the point of beginning is to get options on the table so that we can see the range of what's possible from repairing what we have and leaving it alone. It does need repair, folks. It has, Something has to be done. It needs to be fixed uh, where it is. Or there are lots of different scenarios that uh, what I like to say is there's history that's really critical. We want to interpret the history of this place. There's river health, so river ecology and river recreation. And I'm not suggesting we're going to find balance of those three. We're going to make some choices about what we want this river to do as it's coming through the heart of, of Northfield. So those options are going to come out on the table in the next month or so. I haven't met with them in the last couple of weeks, but we'll get back together and, and talk mm-hmm. about time frame and sharing options with the broader community. I would say that generally, um, I don't want to overspeak this because we haven't met with enough to make it a, really a true poll or whatever, but it's running two to one in favor of really paying much more attention to river ecology and the opportunities to do river recreation to be able to navigate through the center of town rather than um, I've kayaked the river a lot myself, and I've never kayaked around Northfield because it's a portage. You have to move around and so forth. A mm-hmm. lot of people do the upper river from Faribault to Dundas. A lot of people, like we have done Cannon Falls to Red Wing many, many times. So we're exploring all the options. I'll say it again. There is no 
plan in anybody's back pocket right now. There is no parallel process that suggests it's already a done deal one way or the other. It's all going to be very transparent, and people will have a chance to see what the options are and have a voice. Yeah, you mentioned that having a voice. Before we let you go, I, yeah. you have some people will have a voice, and through yeah. the process, you have uh, some things. I don't know if they're on the schedule yet. Uh, some uh, public open houses and meetings and such. Thanks so much. I'm glad you reminded me of that. Is that it's never enough. Any kind of community discussion, you can you can reach out as much as you can for in every venue, every possible forum. But I will say that we're meeting with um, city staff this afternoon to go through what the next couple months look like in terms of meetings and public outreach and so forth. We're meeting with the communications team at 10 o'clock this morning to do the same thing. What kinds of materials do we need? How do we get the word out? Website, radio spots, television spots, posters in storefront windows, leaflets at the watering holes around town. But I will say that we are tentatively scheduled for three different public forums in the month of February. Um, Library would be the first one. So we're trying to different locations in the city and different venues. So library, Greenvale, and 50 North so far are what is being planned. Uh, The mayor doesn't even know this yet. Um, (laughs) I'm so excited about this. As you know, I talk about getting people involved and to the table early and often to give their feedback right? And to be part of the process. And Northfielders want to be part of this process. There's so much important stuff that's happening in the community and just really trying to highlight it multiple times, different ways for people to get involved and yeah, be present. Be you know, present in our I, community. I have just uh, one more question, and then we, we've got to get moving on. Uh, but we'll have you back throughout the process. It's been really Great. fascinating, uh, Bruce. I really appreciate it. The, Thank you. Uh, but uh, the big question is, uh, do we have to call it a woonerf? <laughs> is it is there not a better word in the English language than woonerf? <laughs> woonerf came up in... Uh, Probably more than a decade ago, a number of different projects we were working on um, here and there, different cities and different communities. It's actually Dutch, um, and the interpretation I like is that cars are guests. Mm-hmm. So it's really about pedestrian streets. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of of applying a name to it was to get people's attention to recognize that it's something different. And it really is the integration. We're not anti-car. It still accommodates mm-hmm. the car in a very different way, but not as the primary but pedestrians and bicycles, universal access, barrier-free. That's what we're talking about in terms of our riverfront. Mm-hmm. So I heard a gong go off. That might be, that might be time, huh? Yeah, boy, that's the, uh, that's the uh, when we have to stop. All right. Bruce, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks M- for the Very invitation. much a pleasure. Uh, Mayor, thank yeah. you so much. Uh, yeah. And we'll have Bruce back and we'll uh, talk awesome. with him. And, and maybe Bob next time, too. Bob, if you're listening, you're more than welcome to come on in. Well, stay tuned. We're going to make sure that we get all these events advertised and get out there so as many people hear about it ahead of time as possible. So we'll be back to you guys uh, to help us out. Appreciate it. All right. That is uh, Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell and one of the city's uh, consultants, uh, uh, Bruce Jacobson. You're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080 KYMN Northfield.